Welcome to the Mob Squad, where real moms of boys juggling life, love, a clean house, and being outnumbered by balls. We say bad words, we vent, we cry, we laugh a lot, and sometimes we can be a bit inappropriate. But hey, we're moms of boys, so anything goes. Let's face it, we have real shit, and we know you do too. Life gets hard and messy, but we're not alone, and we're never quiet. We know you're one of us, and we're so glad you're here. So grab your favorite drink, fill up that bathtub, or get your fitness on, and let's get this podcast started. It's going to be a wild ride, so buckle up and let's go. Hi, welcome back to the Mob Squad podcast. I'm Amanda. And I am Arielle. And we hope you're enjoying your summer. Hopefully it's off to a great start. And for those of you that are not there yet, hopefully you're on countdown and planning your summer recalibration and reset like we are over here in Arizona. Yes. Something okay? Yeah. Just making sure my phone is off. No, no alarms. No alarms. No hopefully, alarms. hopefully no alarms. <laughs> I don't know how many. I just have random alarms that go off sometimes. So I yeah. have to set alarms to like be a normal human being. So yeah. I set alarms to remind me of things. And sometimes they go off and I'm like, what was that for? <laughs> or maybe I accidentally hit that one on. I you don't just know. set the actual timer alarm like yeah. 730 go off and then you'll know what it is. Usually, it's usually like to go pick up the kids or something because so many times I've been in the middle of working and then all of a sudden I look up at the clock and it's like 10 minutes past when I was supposed to go pick them up. Yeah, that happens So I me. set alarms to like, and also I'm a very late person. You know this, we're both late people. <laughs> so I have to set alarms to like, give me enough time because even though I know when I need to leave by a certain time, if I don't like have a buffer and I start doing something and I think I have more time and I don't, and then I end up being yeah. late. So I Story set alarms of my life, but I wish there was like better way to like put a note into the alarm. They have something called a calendar. I, know, I was just going to say that like the calendar, <laughs> you can put an alert on it and it can make a sound. I know, but for some reason that doesn't work for me. Maybe I'm doing it wrong. Like it, like it will set, it will, an alarm will go off. Yeah. You just set the alert. Okay. So I've done that before and it didn't work. Maybe it didn't set the noise or maybe, maybe it didn't it turn the alarm like, on. Beep, beep, beep. And then that's it. But yours oh, yeah. is like. See, I needed to keep going until I turn it off. Well, we should practice it and see. Okay. We'll get right on that. Loop. <laughs> you need a looping sound. <laughs> I need a loop. I need a loop. So. so oh, go ahead. No, you can go ahead if you want to. So we started our summer reset. I saw that you posted yours also. <laughs> well, mine is not as epic as yours. Well, mine's not necessarily epic. It's just that my ADD brain needs a checklist to remind myself no, to do all epic. of those you're things. You're taking on a lot, I feel like. Yeah, we'll see. My kids are very excited about it. I think I, mean, I shared that in the last podcast. you're completely capable of doing it. If anybody can well, do it, it's you. I wasn't capable of doing it. I was terrified until I did the work this weekend with you. I was terrified. I was going back and forth, like, can I do this? I was really afraid to do the podcast. I think I shared that with you. I was like, I don't know if I can do that. Oh, after yeah. when we did it and I edited it, I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Yeah, you were afraid to post. I was so afraid to post. You and did it, girl. So we've had this weekend planned for a really long time. We went to mm -hmm. a wellness resort so we can reset and- Start um, off on the right just foot. Just get recentered and just focus on ourselves. And so I'm so thankful that we did that because I came back and I, I feel like I slept for a hundred years. I feel so- <laughs> jazzed You're and well rested. inspired and excited and I feel connected and I learned a lot. So I'm excited to talk about that today. I mean, yeah. it sounds amazing. It was a great, it was a really good experience. I actually feel like I, I mean, I'm a big believer that everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. You're in the right place in the right time. Yeah. And I do feel like even though we were doing this as like a reset, it, I also feel like God put us there and we learned things 
that we can take into the podcast. Totally. Like one example would be (laughs) we did this burn ceremony and we had to meet people we didn't know and then listen to them talk for two minutes and not talk. And how hard was that to do? It was so hard. It was so I, hard. But oh my God, it was so hard. So we sit in this I big circle. I almost feel like everybody should go home and try this with somebody. Try it. If you're listening, try it at home with a buddy because it's even hard. I think that it would be hard for you and I to do that too. I don't. I tried it this weekend. Maybe. Without telling you. you I tried did? it a couple of times. What and do you mean? You were doing it on me and I didn't know. Yeah. Because I, I was like <laughs> practicing. Up. I was putting it into practice. <laughs> <laughs> I did actually I did notice I you did her that night yeah, and you were just sitting there and I was like, like what mm-hmm. is she doing over there she's not talking no I know I was trying to put that, that into practice so I was really funny. practicing it I did notice that so we're sitting in this circle and it's a burn ceremony so you she gives you like a bunch of prompts to write and then you write it down you write it down and then the point it's is like to a burn it in a fire and then something that you're ready to like wash yourself up or rid yourself up right so she's like how what is your summer look like and yeah, so you what write is down su- what your goal is for the summer right. what do you want your summer to look like and, and then, then what are you ready to what do you have to let go in order for that to happen right so we go in the circle but before we're doing all of that we're writing these things down and then she's like okay there's an even amount of people here so I want you all to break up into groups of two mm-hmm. and you can't be with someone you know and then you have to talk to them yeah. look them in the eye talk to them for two minutes and that person cannot say anything. And be a good listener, right? Yeah, that's the whole point is you have to be a good listener because, and we've said this in other podcasts where about friendship, like Mm -hmm. I don't want your advice. I just want you to validate what I'm saying or listen to me. Right. And going through that exercise, I learned and realized I have a lot of work to do. (laughs) (laughs) That you totally suck at that. I totally suck at that because I I was like, like, this is really hard. It was hard. I don't know why it was so hard. So they didn't even want you to like interrupt, like not just not only did they want you to just completely listen for two minutes and not interrupt. They didn't want you to like say anything at all. It was just eye contact. And I am the type of person that I say, "Mm mm-hmm, or (laughs) yes, or Uh totally, or whatever. I just say words. To, that like I feel like I'm just validating yeah. what you're saying and and showing you that I'm paying attention. Like right. even though I'm looking at you, everybody's mind wanders. So I feel like when I'm following along with you, I'm just validating that. Mm-hmm. But for but to not do that, I felt like I was not being a good listener, and so it was hard for me to do that. Like be the listener without saying those little words, even though I'm not like interrupting and and asking her a question because that's a, a totally different thing. Yeah. But then also talking for two minutes about yourself was really was hard for me. That was harder for me. Than two minutes is a long time. I was like, do you know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Do you understand? So you're trying to get a response? And she would like zip her lip, like that do like so the sign language of funny. zipping her lip and she'd just shake her See? head. Yes. Like you remember, like needed validation. She was listening. I needed it. Yeah, I did. I needed it. It was, it was such a cool experiment. It's just funny because you don't think that that would do any, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. that hard, but it really actually is. Well, and here's what I learned from that experience that my, this was my takeaway from that experience is that you have to take the time to listen and not say anything because there might be something that your friend is trying to tell you and maybe they're getting to that point. Yeah. But if we interject something, then the conversation can take a right or totally. it can go into a different direction. And so whatever that friend was trying to tell you that maybe was really important or they really needed you or whatever, maybe that opportunity has left. Right. And well, they lose their train of thought. Or or it's just not a good time to bring it up. Right. They could, you could lose your train of thought. I think that's totally normal. But like if I was going to tell you, gosh, I'm feeling really sad. My husband and I got in a huge fight. I'm thinking about divorcing him. Mm-hmm. That would be something that would be really hard to talk about. Right. And 
I think if we, I don't know, I was just thinking more about it, like on a deeper level. So like if, if so I was trying to tell you something and then you were like, yeah, I know I feel the same way. And then we started talking about maybe something that Austin did to make you mad. And then it went on to the kids and then it went on to us going on a vacation yeah, or whatever you, it was. You, you know what I mean? You, just, you wanted out. I wouldn't have, I, that opportunity would have left. And right. I don't know that maybe well, I would ever talk about that again. Or maybe that person who's trying to tell me something would ever, would ever talk say that. to me again yeah. either. Well, so. Okay. So hard lesson I'll talk about in a second. But this is why I brought it up for the podcast because I think it's good. Amanda and I always talk about not interrupting each other and we do talk over each other. And it's hard to do because we're mm-hmm. just basically having a friendly conversation. We're right? looking at each other in the eyes right now. We are so in love. <laughs> and okay. So that's why I brought it up because I think it, it taught us something about the podcast, which I didn't go there thinking we'd learn anything that would help we could take back right. to the podcast. Totally. First. Second, I do think that interrupting people is such a bad thing that we do often. And I even caught myself this weekend doing it when somebody was talking and, and you, you want to, you want like a conversation is a back and forth, right? There has to be a back and forth. Like nobody just talks for 20 minutes and somebody listens. Like that's not a normal conversation. However, I do think we all in the world, like everybody needs to work on interjecting and putting in their two cents while somebody is in the middle of their, and I do it. And I know everybody does it at some point, but I caught myself doing it this weekend. And then I've done this in a conversation where I interrupted And then while I'm talking, I see that person's face change. And then I feel bad that I interrupted them, Mm -hmm. but I don't say, I'm so sorry I interrupted you. I have done done that. I have apologized. But then there's other times where I just want to get my thought out and then go (laughs) back to them. And then I don't apologize. And then I feel bad. And I know that it does change the conversation because then somebody might comment on what I just said Mm -hmm. instead of the original person who is talking. And then the whole conversation can take a change. And so I agree that it it takes away from what that person's trying to say. And like you said, sometimes people are talking and it doesn't sound like they're saying anything, but then they're eventually going to get to their point. But then, you know, it's also like bigger personalities will come in and overtake those Mm -hmm. people who are shyer or don't speak as well or, you know, aren't the like controllers of the conversation. There's always like controllers of conversation, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I feel like I'm one of those people. Yeah, but it's not a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. I think it's your extroverted personality and... I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say, but oh yeah, this is what I was going to say. Because I interrupted you. I'm sorry. No, you didn't. You didn't. Um, but you're right. I mean, I, it's, you're, this is a conversation. Like I shouldn't just talk for 20 minutes. But what I was going to say is I learned a really hard lesson with interrupting. And actually, it's not really re- interrupting. It's actually more of a parenting moment. So my one of my children came home one day and said something bad happened and then didn't and then I said, oh, my God, what? <laughs> yeah, because you're a mom. You're, yes. And I learned this and lesson you have your the mom hard way. Out, like, who do I need to kill? Yes. What happened? I'm ready to go Let's rumble. Go. Yeah. What the fuck happened? I'm a kangaroo, Tell which me. we'll talk about too. <laughs> oh, my God. I forgot about the kangaroos. I totally forgot. <laughs> okay. So and then my son, because of the type of person he is, he is a very z- zipped up will not talk about feelings, will not talk about anything, doesn't tell me anything. He's a very close in person. I've tried my entire life with him to get him to open up and realize that you have to talk about your feelings. You have to talk about what's going inside your head. I'm not a psychic. I can't read things. And anyways, in that in very important moment, I reacted instead of listening to his full sentence. Mm-hmm. And I kill myself over it every single day. He never told me what it was. To this day, how long to ago this was that? Day, we went to therapy. We talked to professionals. Um, how old was he? He was four. Mm. 
Yeah. So because of my overreaction, and of course, when I went to the therapist, the therapist was like, anytime your kids tell you something serious, you have to pretend like they just told you the sky is blue. You cannot be happy. You cannot be sad. You cannot overreact like in any way. You just have to listen. And that is a parenting thing that I had to learn the hard way because now I will never know what that is. Now he's too he was so young. He doesn't remember. It was like, it was a dramatic moment, but yeah, I can imagine. But yeah. But so I think about that now because it's like the interrupting thing. It's like you, maybe you shouldn't interrupt somebody. They might have something important to tell you and you would never know. Overreact or yeah. Right. Right. But it's hard as a parent. Like that was, you know, something that I think parents maybe don't always know. That's one of those things. Like nobody gives you a handbook on how to be a parent. So no, you're building you the plane and playing it. At you the don't same know. Time. Right. <laughs> exactly. Just, there's no, yeah, there's literally no literally going to fall out of the sky any moment. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I am sorry that you uh, go through that every day. That really sucks. Hopefully it's something like something really bad happened. I killed a bug. Hopefully no, that it wasn't. It was, it was. Pro- it was probably something more serious and I'm not yeah. going to get into details because sure. this is a podcast and it is like our therapy session, I but um, I don't want the world to know anything about that yet. But I, but there were other clues and things that mm-hmm. we pieced together and other things that were said at other times that we ended up figuring out, we think for the most part, but it's just, it just sucks because in that moment I could have had you wouldn't exactly have had to what I needed. Like I'll never get what I need. Yeah. yeah. And I'll never have that moment back. Sure. But it was a <laughs> lesson that burned into your soul and you're going to be better because of it. I mean, I hope so. I'm always, I'm a reactive person. That's just who mm-hmm. I am. So it's part of me. So I'm, yeah. it's, it's a hard thing to overcome, I think, because I have to basically not be who I am to, you know, get to that point. It's who you are. It's just, you're just evolving. You're growing and stretching. I don't know. And we'll as see. you grow, it's going to hurt. It's going to be a little uncomfortable. And that's how we get, yeah. yeah. that's how we it's part of life, life lessons. Right. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. and what else did you want to talk about that we've, uh, <sighs> what else do we talk? We have a lot of funny stories, I guess. From- well, lots of funny stories. So I went to this journaling class and I went alone. <laughs> I w- did you want to go alone? I did. So okay. our friend told me about this place yeah. that we went to and I, uh, I was so excited to go because it was affordable. There's other places that we could go to that are in Tucson that Oprah loves, but they're like $4,000 a night. <laughs> and we're so also not billionaires. So. We don't have Oprah money. So we went to, we were slumming it we at the <laughs> wellness resort, which I thought was amazing. I've always wanted to go to one of these places and I in my mind, I'm like the most centered person in the whole wide world. I meditate, I journal, I do yoga. In I, your mind, you're that person? In my mind, that's the person I am. Oh, when I turned cool. 40, I really wanted to go to Bali so bad. I think yeah. I shared this with you. Like, I want to go so bad. And I turned 40 in 2021. <laughs> yeah. So Unfortunately it was still coveting. Yeah. Like the world was still coveting. Well, there's still a lot of restrictions. And it things. was all over the world. So I yeah. couldn't go to Bali, but also I thought this is a blessing because I'm not ready for Bali because I haven't done the work. Even though in my head, I'm a yogi and I drink 10,000 year old tea and I know how to meditate <laughs> and I do. No, I do. In my head, I do. 10,000 year old tea. I'm super clean and just. Oh I'm my like, God, right I love this I like, like fake avatar you yeah, have. That's my. Does she have a name? Um, um, Viviana. <laughs> just kidding. Viviana. I know. Um, no, I'll have to. Oh, maybe yeah. Serena. I like the name Serena. Serena. Feels I like it. Serene. I don't know. Anyway, I'll, I'll work on my name. <laughs> but I'm 41 and a half. And I finally went to this wellness resort, which was not in Bali, but it was the step I needed to take to do the work so I can get to Bali. Mm-hmm. And I loved this experience so much because I learned so much mm-hmm. going through it. When we first were there, I was like, okay, two days is all I need. But by the time we left, I was like, oh, I could totally stay here for three or four more days because I was yeah. I was like getting into it and I was 
like open to everything that I was learning and I was having this sort of transformational experience. Right. And so I remember being in our first class, our Habits for Happiness class. Yeah. And I was like, do these people actually talk like this? Like they were using words like intentional and gratitude and you mean like, like when they universe went and said and accepting they're there? and giving and yeah. sharpening my tools for the it was all it's very woo woo. I mean, very woo woo. But that is normal for a place like that. Totally. People but come there and they're all yes. on different journeys, you know, all different places of their life. And you're yeah. basically starting one, right? I'm and a newborn here. I'm a newborn. I'm a newborn baby. <laughs> I'm a couple hours old. But <laughs> some of these people, yeah, I mean, they do this like every year, you know, that's their yeah, thing. Several so, times a year. So they, they use those woo woo words. So they all did. And I was, well, as we were going through this, judging them. <laughs> Stop. Don't we have an episode on not judging people? Yeah, I totally was judging them. I was like, are you bitches for real? Is this real life? Like, this is what I was seeing in my head. Do you really talk like this? For real. Come on. Well, but I didn't even know what like intentional really meant. I know that I know what the definition is, but when you're talking about it in terms of your own well-being, I did not know what that meant. It's not part of your vocab. Until Saturday night. It took me a full, I think I told you that I was like, or what was, I told you something. I was like, I didn't actually know what that meant. Was it intentional? I don't know. Or I don't know. It was somewhere. I'm pretty sure it was intentional. Okay. Anyway, I didn't know what it meant until almost the end of our trip. And I was thankful that I went through that experience to figure out what that meant. And anyway, so going back to the journal class, Kelly told us about, told me about this place. I was like, this is awesome. And then I told you about it. And then we went and it was great. And the one class that she told me that she loved so much was this journal writing class. And as you know, I'm trying to learn how to journal. I mean, it's a part, a big part of your reset. It's a big part of my reset. And I'm really thankful that I took this class by myself because you didn't want to go to it. Mm-hmm. And we had a couple of other buddies with us that did I not. I wouldn't have mind going to it. But you guys but... were like sunbathing in yeah. your fabulousness and doing all of this cool stuff. Yeah. But I, I think it's something I needed to do by myself. I, it, it was fine. And it was super awkward because I was playing this game with myself. Should I or shouldn't I? All day long. And then I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? It's supposed to be amazing. I've been wanting to do this. I'm just going to go. Well, just do it. good for you for making yourself so go. I ran over there with one minute to go. <laughs> They're all sitting in a half circle. There's probably 30 people in this room mm-hmm. and the instructor's in the middle of the half circle. And this guy's like, there, it's full, but I'll just set up a chair for you in the back. And I was like, cool. So I walk in, I see the half circle and a chair in the back of the half circle. And they're like, the instructor's like, it's all right. The more the merrier. You guys don't mind, do you? And they all were like, yeah. their chairs back. That's nice. So I could sit dead center, like face to face with the instructor. Oh. And then she goes through all of the various types of journaling there are. There's like a burn journal. There's a cathartic journal. There's a gratitude journal. There's a creative writing journal. There's a million different, which I wrote down all of these notes. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, okay, time to journal. And I totally did it wrong because she's like, I'm going to play all these different musics, sounds, and you just- Musics? These musics. Well, <laughs> this music. She's going to play various- Sounds? Song, songs. Ra- well, it's like music. Mu- <laughs> really like that music. <laughs> it was music that was- just sounds like some were instrumental, some were sort of like a, um, like like the sound healing sort oh, of sounds. Like the sound bowls. Yeah, I okay. think some of them were like um, pipes, maybe mm. um, whistle so it's, type. It's just like sounds, but then Ed Sheeran came on, and then some sort of jazz song. Oh. Like it was a, it was a very eclectic group, like yeah. a group of songs and sounds. Weird. And so she's like, just be intentional, and I want you to go through. All. And <laughs> I was like, that word again. I didn't know what it meant yet. Still, was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm here. That's my intention. Yeah, aren't you intentional by being what there? What else do you want? And anyway, so we go through it and I want to read this to you. This is what I wrote, which I totally did wrong. You're so funny. I, so this, this is, is the notes from your journal. This class? is my notes. 
for my journal classes. Oh my gosh, Fun you're fact. so funny. Well, I was like, oh, you can journal for all of these things. I thought this was your notes for the show today. No, this is my journal, but I want to read this to you. Okay, read this it. This is my only journal entry that I'm ever going to read to you, probably. <laughs> um, so, I, so this is what I'm writing as the songs are going. Yeah. And the music's in the sound. This song is stressful. It's fast. It sounds... Are really annoying. It feels like a sad song in a scene of a in a scene of a movie during a violent storm. <laughs> oh, thank God, Ed Sheeran's on now. He makes me happy. I'm glad the other song is over. It's slow again. I'm curious. Music is life. I really do love Ed Sheeran. Oh shit! Here's another song. I don't know this song. So it was like it's something, but I feel like it's dawn and the sun is rising. Like maybe I'm about to discover something incredible. I'm excited for what's to come, even though I don't know what it is. But I'm open. Oh my God, you're like narrating it. Music really is life. It's so inspiring and uplifting. (laughs) I'm working on myself. I'm working on me. And those were the words to the last song. And the song is called Self Love. And it was this really beautiful, soulful singer. And she was, that's what I wrote. And so the lady was like, did you touch on all of your journal points? (laughs) Which was like, you're like, yep. Cathartal, intuition or cathartic, intuition, gratitude, creative writing. I think I only hit on creative writing because I was like, very creative. Isn't that funny? That's so funny. So the whole time I'm like, I'm doing this wrong. You were very intentional. I was intentional. <laughs> Intentionally <laughs> writing. Anyway, oh, man, that's so but funny. I loved this class because what I got from it is I actually wasn't wrong. I was writing what I was feeling and yeah. what I was feeling was the music. Right. And that was good that's for me to write. Is. And it made yeah. me feel really good. So I was like, huh. Journaling, journaling is literally just rules. getting your thoughts out on paper. hundred percent. That's, that's exactly what it is. That's yeah. exactly what I did. She told me what to do and I did it. Yeah. So I needed that because mm-hmm. now I've started journaling. I'm mm-hmm. on day three of it. And but You've I've done, done it every day. Well, yeah, but I did it by myself last night and this morning. Good. So I was really proud of myself. And she, what she said, I, so my intent, my intention was for the summer reset was to journal every morning when I wake up, like mm-hmm. wake up, meditate, journal, and then walk for 30 minutes. She said the nights are more effective because you get better sleep when you journal. Yeah. And you do whatever works for you. If you have more time in the morning, then do it in the morning. But well, she said, even if you write at night, you can write one thing about what was beautiful about your day. Yeah. Just do that and you would get better sleep. Right. Allegedly. Yeah. I no, so anyway, I mean, I wrote last night about it. They recommend like getting your stress out basically. And that helps people yeah. sleep. Right. Your I worries. I felt really good about put it. Put it away. I went to bed. to bed and I didn't watch TV. That's awesome. Which I always do every night. Right. I, that's how I fall asleep is to the TV with my husband. But yeah. That's a hard habit to break, but last night I didn't feel like doing. You're that. being so intentional. Oh, You're gonna I know. do I'm it. Being intentional, my bitch. So, <laughs> I love it. There you go. Yeah. Well, that's anyway. Good. I really liked the journal writing class a lot. I learned a lot, and so now I can go on and journal, which I think is going to be helpful in my journey. Yeah, I journaled yeah. a lot in my 20s, and it was amazing. Yeah. It helped me so much. And there's journals out there that give you like prompts, mm-hmm. which helps if you're new to journaling, you know, yes, because yes. then you're like, what the hell do I write about? Well, well that is this I'll journal that I have. This. It's a meditation journal. And it's right. literally like you record and reflect, but it is like, what's your mantra? It tells you, Practice yeah. intention and it has like checkoff boxes. And we linked totally that get, in the summary set yeah, episode. You, mm-hmm. So if anybody's interested, they can go back. And we can it's maybe so good. It again, I actually but, really like it. And I'm proud of myself five yeah. years later for opening it up. Yeah, it's awesome. It's funny. I go back and look at some of the, my journals from my 20s. I'm like, who is this person? I don't even know who I was. Yeah. It's weird. You grow Are a you lot. Are you proud of the person you become? 
I mean, I've been through a lot of hard shit. So yeah, yeah me too. I am. I wish I would have journaled more growing up so I could go back and I like had on. to. I was in dark places. I yeah. needed to I needed to help myself and I did. But journaling well, is good. I think even if you're not in a dark place, I think it's good. Like gratitude journals. I kept a gratitude journal for a mm-hmm. long time. And when I look back on the things I was gratitude had gratitude for, it's just cute to like yeah. look back on that stuff. I don't know. You're obviously what you're grateful for changes as you get older, but there's always basics that well, you Well, I had a problem with the gratitude part. Why? Because I couldn't think of anything I was thankful for, which is, I know that sounds really stupid. I don't think I'm alone on this. I'm looking at you negatively, but (laughs) I think I, when I first started gratitude journaling, I'm like, I'm not grateful for anything. (laughs) So, (laughs) but that's why you do it. Yeah. Fuck all this. I'm not grateful (laughs) for any of this shit. I want something different. No, you, you get better at it as you go along. And then if you really want to get into it, watch videos on YouTube of people who don't have arms and legs or watch people who cannot see or watch people who like, you know, have really fucking hard lives and then you'll be grateful. Totally. Like I guess in Haiti right now, there's like some kind of uh, big flood and I don't know. I saw a video Mm. of them rescuing kids and they're literally standing in a flood. I know. So I'm like, and they get that kind of crap all the time because of where they live. And I'm like, damn, I'm grateful to be in the United States. And also in Arizona, we don't have any oh, of that shit. Well, let's, so let's talk about this for a second. So the first day we're there, we're having <laughs> oh, lunch. Yeah. We're sitting here having lunch and it's beautiful. Like it's unseasonably cool, right? Well, Which today is, it's like 106. I know, we always tell people on it's like Friday, it was like Valley here, but 90 degrees. It was beautiful. It was so hot. It was a nice breeze. But June is usually and We're hot. sitting on the patio having lunch, which we never do in June because it's too damn hot. But and this it on this particular beautiful. Friday in June, we were sitting outside and we were chatting about the summer and we were like, Ugh, there's nothing to do here. Like the, there's only so much pool time. So what do you do? It sucks. They just play video games all day and we watch movies and we just get fat and sit on the couch. Fat, <laughs> we do nothing. We get fat. We should move. We should get the fuck out of here and move. We're literally having this conversation and then we go to our Habits of Happiness class. Mm-hmm. It's our first class of the entire weekend. And they're saying, hi, I'm Whitney from Georgia. Hey, I'm, you know, Serena from Texas and New York Paul and from New York. And there's like, the they're all over the country. And each one of them had to say their name, where they're from and why they're here. And every single one of them were like, we love Arizona. This is the nation's best kept secret. Yeah. I'm healed at the minute I stepped off the plane. It's so it's beautiful. Magical. I've never seen anything like this. And I was, we're all like was looking like at each other like, what the hell? Of humble pie. I was like, Okay. Yeah. Thank you, universe, for throwing it back at me. Like, we are so lucky to live here. And this is a beautiful place. Well, there's something to be said about you get used to where you live. Like, I I gave you the example of we have a friend who lived in Hawaii for like 10 years and we went to go visit Hawaii and we met up with him and he's like, eh the sunset, the beads. And I'm like, this is freaking beautiful. Like what is wrong with you? And he's like, you get used to it. Yeah. And I think, you know, or I'll go visit family in Denver. And it's like, I mean, sometimes people are still appreciative, but I do think you get used mm-hmm. to things. And obviously it's easier to be a complainer than a gratitude person. A with joiner, intention. Or, yeah. with intention. I don't know. I was, I was grateful. There's that buzzword Yeah. for that moment because I it thought made you it realize, just made me think, you know what? This is well, you're right. This is an awesome place to live. We are so lucky. Oh People gosh. from all over the world come to Arizona because there's nothing like it anywhere else. Yeah. Truly. So, I mean, the, desert's be- the desert is, is beautiful. Really, it's a different kind of beauty. The saguaros are unique. Well, and you told me, which I did not know, I might be the dumbest one in America, but no. that 
the saguaro only grows in the Sonoran Desert. I did not know that. I didn't tell you that, but it was, or, you didn't tell me. No, oh. but um, it does. It does only grow in the Sonoran Desert. But That's I believe amazing. the Sonoran Desert spans Nevada, California, Mexico. Isn't it all over? Yeah. That's I don't know. I, I I don't know exactly if that's true, but I do know that, it, yeah, we have a lot of saguaros here and it's not in other states. And I don't it's think. not something that you find just anywhere else in no. the world. It's a tiny little spot in the world that you can find these. Yeah. And what's super cool about that is they're on coffee mugs, t-shirts, tote bags, everything. <laughs> they're on everything. Everybody yeah. wants a saguaro cactus in their yeah. life, right? So I just, I don't know. I just mean me. I mean, cactuses to me, especially growing up here, they're ugly. But then you like, I, I don't know why I never noticed this before, but the swirls are blooming right now. And so I never noticed it before. I feel like they're more bountiful than ever. Yes, like, they have a lot of, of flowers. They're so beautiful. It's a good mm-hmm. year for them. And I also, you know, the jacarandas, the ones with the, the I don't trees know with what the purple. jacaranda is. Oh my gosh. I'm Hello. new here. No, you're not. They <laughs> are the, the trees with the purple flowers. Oh, those are so Did pretty. you notice those this mm-hmm. year? Everybody, I guess there was somebody on yes. the news that was saying like this was one of the best years for them ever. We had so much rain. And so, I mean, the desert was gorgeous. It was those spring. jacarandas with the purple flowers. So pretty. So pretty. Yeah. I think most of the year they're ugly, but when yeah. they bloom, they are gorgeous. So, so stunning. Anyways, back to our life. Right, so you're up next. What was your... I mean, we learned... Unfor- we weren't. We didn't come there to learn about this, but we learned about kangaroos. Oh my god, this might have been the best part. So we're at dinner. <laughs> it was the best part. I mean, not <laughs> good because it's crazy. But we had the best server ever. Best. Hey, Kelsey. She was the best. Kelsey, <laughs> we loved awesome. you. Oh my god, we, we loved wanted you. to take you with us. We wanted to put you in our pouch and take you home. The food was amazing, but our server was amazing too. And mm-hmm. she was telling. Well, we asked her. I think about kangaroos because she's from Australia. Well, she's from Australia, and so our friend was like, "Hey, where are you from?" And she was like, "Sydney." Yeah. And then we were going to ask her about fanny flutters, but we didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we brought that up when she left the table. Well, we were going to ask her about fanny flutters, but then we started talking about kangaroos and our friend was like, you couldn't, I don't want to go there. I hate kangaroos. They're crazy. And we're like, what are you talking about? They're so cute. They put their babies in their pouch and yeah, they're adorable. And she's like, no, they're They're like killers. Kick your ass and they have claws (laughs) and they'll like Wolverine you. And And I was like, like, no, you're crazy. You're like, they're so cute. What are you, what? You're crazy. And And so we asked Kelsey. Well, then we said our kangaroos to Australia, like what bobcats are to Arizona. And she like, Kelsey's mouth dropped, right? She was like, oh, yeah, no, we don't like kangaroos. They're evil. (laughs) They're the worst. We're like, what? She said wallabies are the ones that are cute. That are cute. We like those, but not kangaroos. And what was the other thing? You remembered it. Quaco? Quacos? I know there's some kind of bur- uh, rodent that smiles. Yeah. I'm going to look it up, but tell a story about, cool. about the dogs. I feel like I'm not good at telling stories, but yes. Yeah, so we were like, what do they do that's so bad? That's so evil. First of all, I know that they can kick people with their legs. I've always known that. Like, And that never deterred me from loving them. But this deterred me from loving them. Me too. They literally lure dogs into lakes and drown them. But wait, they lure them in with their cuteness. They'll be like, hey, dog, come here and play they with me. They persuade them they to get smile. in the water. And, and then like, they drown those. Charm them dogs. into the water. But here's the most effed up part is that they get them. So our friend who's with us, she looked it up and was watching all of these. I guess she's like, videos it's of true. It. You yeah. can go on YouTube. I didn't look it's up videos because I am not that I don't want to watch a dog drown. But she was, she I looked them up. I don't want to either. And she was like, you guys, it's true. But also they lure the kangaroos, lure them all the way in with their cuteness. And they literally look like they're smiling at the dog. And they go out far enough to where they the know dog the dog stand. can't stand. It's and they so take evil. their arm I don't like talking about it. And put him down. And we were like, shut 
up. Like this is so now I we have no we idea. Hate now we hate kangaroos. <laughs> we hate kangaroos. <laughs> evil bastards. Very evil bastards. I had no idea. I honestly had no idea. Yeah. So you learn something new when you go to wellness resorts. <laughs> That was a lesson I was not expecting to learn. Me neither. Um, But it's good talking about. So anyway, so one of the things that I wrote down that I learned about this weekend, I think I picked this up more during our burn ceremony was the awareness aspect. So the I wrote down two words, intentional and awareness. Mm -hmm. So why did I learn about awareness at the burn ceremony? I need help with my brain. I don't know um, if I can help you because I was having a moment at the burn ceremony. Yeah, you definitely had your own moment and it was good. That it was, was good. a good moment. Yeah. The awareness part, I think. Oh, well, I guess she talked about being grateful instead of saying, wasn't she the one that was like, and instead of saying, I have to go to the grocery store, yeah, say, I, I get, get to go, go to the, the grocery, grocery store. store. Instead yes. of saying, oh, I have to go get my own food. Be grateful that you get, there is food to go get. Be grateful that there is, like you can pick your own food out mm. and then somebody's not like feeding you slop. I don't know. And yeah. then she was like, be happy that you get to that you have a car that you can drive in that you can get to the grocery store be happy that you get to bring it back to your beautiful home and yeah and, and in your refrigerator eat it and, and enjoy it yeah. and yeah that you have a refrigerator mm-hmm. and all the things that you like take for granted on a daily basis and so I think it, or no I think the awareness came from the happy habit circle they kept saying like bring awareness to so like when you're in a moment mm-hmm. and you're maybe you're escalating like you're getting angry or you're getting frustrated or you're getting stressed just bringing that um, awareness to it is part of the mindfulness. That is where it was. It was the happiness habit thing. I'm trying to look in my notes to see. Because if you bring awareness to it, that's the first step. When you call something... These notes here. When you call something out then you can change it, right? Mm-hmm. But if you don't even have awareness that you're doing something or you don't even have awareness that you're becoming negative, we can talk about the negative talk. But if you're not even aware of it, then you can't change mm-hmm. it. So the first step is always bringing that awareness. And even having that awareness, then your brain can say, is this the choice I want to make? Do I not want to make it? You can, if you're having negative self-talk, you replace it with something positive, mm-hmm. which are all these things are Instead like- of, and, and always start everything with I am. That was the habit yeah. of having this class. Yeah, I am. It was. So reframing like flipping, negative thinking. Like flipping that negative talk because they had us do an exercise on this. They maybe. did? Yeah, but it's another no. I don't maybe, I don't know where my notes are. Anyway, I don't have well, them here. I like, me, the, I like the reframing of negative thinking. And then we actually had a, f- a chick in the class ask the instructor <laughs> a question. And her question was basically, how do we reframe that negative self-talk, right? So when you're trying to change your life, right? What, no matter how big or how small, right? They gave you all of these tips on how to start that. So that's part of it is greatness, right? So like, yeah. instead of blaming everything else around you for what you have or don't have, start saying, how can I get this? How can I change my perception or my attitude or my situation or whatever so that I can get to that goal, right? Mm-hmm. But the way that they were talking about it was as if it was so easy, so black and white, like you just switch it. Just do it. Just yeah. do it. Just do it. And I think for and the sake not, of this we know that. hour long class, right? We could, we could have spent five days talking about that and then really got into the nitty gritty of it, but it was only an hour long class. So they just sort of went on like a high level overview on like, okay, you start at point A to mm-hmm. get to point B. One of the gals was like, okay, I understand what you're saying, but when it's a really hard decision, how do you tell the left side of your brain, the right side of your brain is wrong or something like that? Like if you're, it's kind of like the devil or the angel is on your shoulder and one right. part of you is like, I know I don't need this or I don't want to do this. This is where I'm focused. This is where my direction is going. Like, but the other you part of your that? social or the other part of your shoulder or half of your, your Yeah, Ugh. your shoulder. 
the other part of you is like, just do it. Just do it. You can yeah, do it. Who cares? Yeah. You can start tomorrow. You can. So it's kind of like, how do you stop those voices in your head? The that, voices. Yes. That go back and exactly. forth. Right? right. That was her question. That was her question. But Instead. So the instructor was like, I don't think I understand what you're saying. Can you so give me an example? She, her example was if she wanted to go get a burger at Shake Shack, how do I stop that negative talk? Like, let's say I want to get a burger and fries at Shake Shack. What do I so do? Then, <laughs> so this hour long class turned into an almost two hour. Oh my long god, it was class. so crazy. These other people in the group decided that they were gurus and they were going to answer the question. I, I'm not a, opposed well, no, to people. They all offered feedback. They were like, oh, they were piggybacking piggybacking off of each other. They were. So here's the thing. I think the instructor didn't know how to answer the question. So people volunteered to answer the question. Mm -hmm. And I am not opposed to that. I'm all about people helping people. But I think that you need to know what the question is before you can help somebody. And there's nothing. It's a pet peeve of mine. (laughs) Pet peeve of mine. When people don't listen to the question. And so, and politics is one of the best examples of that where they'll ask you a question or even doctors, you ask them a question and they talk about something else and something else and something else and something else and something else. And And it's like a circular talk. And then they come back to the thing and and you're like, okay, but you didn't answer my question. Same thing with doctors when you're like, okay, but why does this happen? And then they talk about all these things and related to this and related to that. And then you're like, you didn't answer my question. When people don't answer the question, it bothers me, but also it's either they don't know the answer or they're not really listening. And in this case, I think they weren't listening because I listened. I did too. And her question was not about Shake Shack. It had nothing to do with Shake Shack, actually. (laughs) But they all answered it like it was only about Shake Shack. One girl actually said, well, so if this were me, I would not go to Shake Shack. I would go home and make my own double cheeseburgers. It's so much healthier. I've got this great recipe for fries. You just pop them into the oven. And I leaned over and I was like, is this really about Shake Shack? Like I was so confused. By all of this, then somebody else was like, nobody was talking about. Someone else goes, well, you can have the Shake Shack, but just don't have two bad days in a row. Yeah, I just tell myself I just Just, can't have it every day. So if you just don't have two in in a row, then you're good. You're so so good. I this girl was like, she had just moved to Arizona from California. Yeah, she leaned over to me. She's like, actually, I prefer In and Out. That's so like me too. Oh, she's from California. Yeah, because we were chatting before, and I'm from California, and she's from California. And I. I think she's the one that I was like, is this really about Shake Shack? And she goes, no, I'm an In-N-Out girl. I'm like, oh, thank me too. I'm an In-N-Out girl that too. I would never so go to Shake Shack. <laughs> funny. So, anyway, I love this story. It is really funny, but it made me do a lot of reflection <laughs> of my own. All those people needed to take the two minute talk, don't listen or listen and don't I talk. Class. I, if that class would have been at the end of the weekend, oh I think God. I could have offered my two cents and it would have maybe helped. I mean, I could have offered better advice. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I just, my, my seven year old could have offered better yes. advice. Because first know. of all, I listened to the question. They didn't it, answer the it question. Because it wasn't about Shake Shack. It was right. actually about when you're wrestling with something, if you're trying really hard, because it's hard to make changes. It's hard to do yeah. a reset. It's hard it's to go on a diet. It's hard to like exercise. It's hard just to just talk yourself out of it. That doesn't right. work. No, it doesn't. It's set your intention, set a goal, write it down, tell somebody about it. Let them know. Like, I, you know everything about my Epic Reset. Well, that's why there's a lot of like coaches and support mm-hmm. and therapists and all those things because we need help well, doing that. coaches things. and therapists are expensive. They are. They're expensive. I'm not saying you can't so, do it alone. I'm just saying... No, find a buddy. I'm find somebody saying, and saying, I need you to hold me accountable. If you want Shake Shack, get it. <laughs> <laughs> just don't have it twice. Just don't have it twice a day. You're fine. Twice. You're fine if you don't have it twice a day. <laughs> two days, <laughs> or two in, days a in a row. Well, that too. That no, too. I think it's just... 
I don't know. I, I, I don't struggled know, with so that. Yeah. We left that class and we were cracking up the rest of the weekend about how those people answer the question. So it was a good <laughs> class. I mean, it, they entertained me the rest of the weekend. It so. did entertain me, but I did learn a lot from it. There was, so this class was called Habits of Happiness. And I do want to say to anyone listening out there that there are, these are the keys, which I wrote down lots of notes on. Happy people have these habits in their life. They can mm-hmm. they can say yes, without a doubt, these are the type of people they are. And if you can say yes, to without doubt, this is the type of person I am, then you are a happy person. Supposedly, do you want me to read them to you? Sure. Live in the present moment. That's number one. You're grateful. They practice mindfulness and meditation. They spend time outdoors. They exercise. They lift up and celebrate others. They cultivate relationships. They forgive and let things go. They pursue meaningful goals. Engage in positive self-talk. Keep an optimistic outlook. They smell. They smell. <laughs> They smell? No, they do not smell. They celebrate wins that are big and small. Check. I'm the smell. And they, <laughs> and they are rooted. They are rooted in happiness from within. So how did you feel about when you were looking at these? Did you feel like you were nailing it or that you had I mean, I wish I brought my or? packet, but no, no, I I feel like I do a lot of those. Yeah. I don't know that you have to do all of them to be a happy person. No. I think that a lot of those qualities do come with being a happy person. But I also think living intentionally is important to do those things. Like some of those things take work. They're not, mm-hmm. They don't just come naturally to people. Yeah. I think I've made it a point to... All of this takes work. Do all, yes. All of it takes yeah, work. I think, all of, I think mm-hmm. a lot of those things on there, I have made it a point in my life to do. Mm-hmm. And that's... And, and eventually it could become a habit where you're not having to think about it all the time. Totally. But they are important. I mean, those are all just important just to be a good person in general too, I think. Just to take care of yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Like getting outside. Like you got to well, do those things. Exercise. Those are that just she important. said. Getting out. She said exercise was number one, and getting outdoors is number two. If you can spend time. Mm-hmm. I yeah, well, number one, number two, on here. And because when we took this class, it was the very first one. I had just got there. I was in a bad headspace. I was not in a great place, and yeah. so. As I was looking at this, I was like, oh my, I was doing it on a point scale and like zero to one. And I gave myself zeros on most of them and then a half point on you some of so them. You are so funny. But I think it was because I was in a terrible headspace, right? Yeah, I've been but going in general, a lot. as a person, you don't think you do most of those well, things? Well, I now, oh yeah, but I was in a dark okay. mood, right? I'm like, and you, I, I consider well, you one of the happiest people I know. That's very, very sweet. In that moment, I did not feel like I was nailing any of these. Yeah. I felt like I was maybe scratching the surface of some. So you're just being hard on yourself. I, maybe I was. In that moment, I felt like this was reality. Well, you were in the right place then. I was in the right place (laughs) because I was preparing to get here. Anyway, this was awesome because today I look at these and I can with a grateful heart and a full heart say, yes, I do many of these things, but I also have some work to do in a lot of these areas. Nobody's perfect. We all have work to do. No, that's okay. But I have these bubbles now to... Help me I on my journey. Your voice got high there. <laughs> okay, yeah, blah, blah. <laughs> I wish laughter was on here. Laughter should be on there. That's definitely one. a key to happiness. Well, here's the thing yeah. about exercise. I will say that I remember watching something on Netflix. I can remember the actress name, but he was it's a therapist show that he has his therapist on and he struggled with his weight. He's a famous actor. And he was saying that his therapist was like, you got to work on exercise, number one, which is so funny because he goes, my whole life, I thought exercise was about losing weight. You're, everybody tells you you want to lose weight. You got to mm-hmm. exercise, blah, blah, blah. But nobody talks about it for mental health. Right. It is like the number one for mental health. Mm-hmm. And in fact, I think if we all reframed exercise as being necessary for being happy mm-hmm. instead of losing weight, yes. we would all want to do it a lot more and we'd all be happier because mm-hmm. it does release endorphins. 
it does decrease stress. It mm-hmm. does help you deal with life. And I think it's so important for happiness. Yes. And then that trickles down into how you feel about yourself. And then you do lose weight because that's just part of it. It comes along with it, but it shouldn't be the focus. And I think focusing on that makes people not want to do it. Right. I totally agree. And if you are looking for something to do, it doesn't have to be like a crazy class or no, something where you're like, you happy. I can't go there because I don't want to be sore. I You don't have to do that. You could go outside Anything. for a walk for right. 30 minutes. Just, That's what I do. Just be outside and go for a walk. It doesn't have to be a power walk then or a speed walk. At the same now time. you're doing two, which is number one and number two on the habits right. happiness list. So you're nailing it. And once you are outdoor, you're getting that vitamin D, you're getting that fresh mm-hmm. air, you're hearing the birds, you might hear the wind. There's It's amazing what you see. You will be present. Mm-hmm. It's just so amazing. I was talking to our friend and she said, I was telling her about my epic summer reset. Mm-hmm. And she was like, this is so cool. I'm super inspired by it. We did something very similar, but on a smaller scale in November between Thanksgiving. And it was like their um, holiday challenge. Like the gratitude, 30 days of gratitude or something? Well, no, it was just their own little homemade one. But they, okay. as a family, decided that every day between Thanksgiving and the new year, they were going to walk oh. one mile every day with the dog as a family. So the four oh, of them yeah. went every single day and they walked. She was like, it was I amazing. I thought that was amazing too. I, I forgot about that. that. It was so inspired. I was like, oh my God, this so is so inspiring. Great. So inspiring. She's like, you would not believe what I learned about my loved kids. It. Things that we saw around our neighborhood because she's a runner. She was like, I she's run. She's actually going to be a guest on the podcast. I know. She's going to be our first guest. We're so excited. <laughs> um, but so we'll get to yeah, talk about so that. We, I just thought that was so We cool. should have her talk about it. She was checking the boxes. Yeah. Just spending time with her family and cultivating relationships. Mm-hmm. She was checking all of these habits for happiness. Here. Yes. By doing that one thing, one mile. How long did that take them? They're all fast runners. So it probably took them eight minutes. But but they all I think it's also cool that she included her kids in that. Mm-hmm. And then they're learning this now, like this tool. is part of their practice. Right. right. Like mm-hmm. when they grew up and have families, maybe they would do this with their family. I, I just love it. I, love I it think too. it's so great. I, I know too. it's hotter than balls outside. We have so much to learn from her. I can't wait to have mm-hmm. her on the podcast. She's the, the bomb.com bomb.com director of awesomeness. Director of awesomeness. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, well, I thought it was an amazing weekend. I went in there with a certain feeling of I felt lost. I felt sad. I felt a little bit scared. I felt open. I felt hopeful. And I left feeling reborn, feeling rested, feeling inspired. I learned how to meditate. You I, did? Yeah, I'm, I'm never, I mean, I've sort of dabbled in it a little bit, but like going through these meditation practices, we went through a lot of them. What are you talking about? Throughout the weekend, meditating. We did, dude. <laughs> like, who the fuck are you? Where were you? I'm probably not there. I thought it was awesome. Oh, can I tell about my big win? Like the best part of the whole yeah, weekend for me. Yeah. Do you know what I'm gonna say? No, you don't. <laughs> I can't wait. So, well, I because you probably will as you start talking. Yeah. But. So, well, you have always done this. You're a cold plunger. Oh yeah. Oh my god. So Ariel, you do you cold plunge all the time during the winter, and I think you're crazy. I've always thought you were crazy. It's now a necessary part of my health. You were like, it is so empowering. It's so amazing. This girl will go into and I the hate pool the cold in January. The coldest part. I mean, it's like freezing. It could be like eighteen degrees here, and you're no. Yeah, sometimes we get eighteen that. degrees. Yeah, sometimes no, hundred percent. At least six days a year. All right. Well, we don't live in the same city apparently, but <laughs> anyway, it gets very, <laughs> it very is cold. hard. It's very it cold. is. It is cold plunging. Okay, so I started it because I have, it's like a very buzzword in the health world right now. And a lot of people are doing it. And there's a lot of ice bath, like people selling ice baths and all these things. And they're freaking expensive. Thank God we I'm live on the in Arizona. List. I'm getting one. You are. <laughs> no. Well, I'll come over and do it. But our, thank God we live in Arizona because we have pools. And so mm-hmm. when it gets cold in the winter, it's cold in the pool. And I don't have to drive to a lake or a river. Although doing that is 
extra special because when you have like the negative ions from the moving water, mm-hmm. it's even more amazing. And you're outdoors. And you're outdoors. Mm-hmm. I did one in Sedona. The water was freezing and it was a creek or whatever. So it was moving water. And it's just like the ocean. Like when you go in the ocean, you feel so amazing. It's the negative ions. It mm-hmm. makes you feel good. Yeah. It's the moving water. But anyway, so I started doing it for health reasons, mm-hmm. not knowing that it could help me with POTS. And for anybody out there, I have a condition called POTS and it's basically my body is in like flight or fight all the time. So I recently got diagnosed with that, but I started doing it and did not know there was a connection. Then I saw somebody post something about how it can help reset the nervous system. And when you have POTS, your nervous system is jacked, basically. Mm-hmm. It's stuck in, like I said, flight or fight. So it's not doing what it's supposed to do. And I started doing pot, I'm starting doing pots, starting doing the cold plunges and realized that my heart rate was coming down and learning that you could go into parasympathetic while you're in the cold. And I had no idea that that's what I was really doing. And there's this guy, Wim Hof, that or his, it's actually pronounced Vim Huff. And he is amazing. And he can literally swim in Arctic waters and not die. Like he gets in the water and within a few minutes, most people would be dead. And he does not. He swims through this stuff. But it's crazy so his amazing. story. Like you should follow him. He's so cool. He does these like trainings and classes to empower people. Mm-hmm. But he's literally saved people's lives, like millions of people's lives who have done his courses. But he had like four little kids at home and his wife, I think, committed suicide. Oh gosh, it's terrible. She either left him or she committed suicide. I would hate to say the wrong thing, but I don't know his story. It's a sad story either way. It's a sad story. And he was left with these four kids by himself Mm. and he started doing cold plunging and he got through it. And then he realized like the power of it. And now it's like a part of his life, obviously. And he teaches people about it, but it can help with depression and like mental illness. It can help with all these things. I just think it's a a freaking amazing thing. And I don't know what is so special about it, but it works. And so this weekend they had (laughs) these like baths that were not baths or I guess well, they're they like were like, sort of like they were like hot tubs. They were like hot tubs with their like one was short. a very hot tub, like a hot hot tub, like hot hot tub, one and then a warm cold tub. cold tub, and then one was like an ice cold tub. And was we ice did it. cold. We did it a bunch, and well, Amanda I didn't did think it for I the could. first time. I dipped my toe in. I was like, nope. Yeah, you can't do that. This is stupid. I'm not doing that. You have to make yourself just get right in. We you saw people think about it, or you will talk yourself out of it. Well, also watching people get in, like they would not, they'd make it to their knees. They'd mm-hmm. get all the way in and get all the way out. Like they would not. No, you can't go in slow. They wouldn't I do mean, anything. None of this is like medical advice. You should always check with your doctor, no. and also don't do stuff that we tell you that we've done unless you know what you're doing. But totally. So what, at this spa, they had it, so it was okay for us to do this. We went into the hot pool, and I was playing this game: should I or shouldn't I? I was so scared. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to do it. And I thought I was going to instantly regret it. And I did it. And I calmed down immediately, which yeah, was so uh, wild. I'm really amazed at how <laughs> fast you calmed down. That's not normal for a first time person. I don't think I at think all. I I was like open to the experience. I don't know. Or you just I don't know. It was wild. I stayed in there for eight minutes. Right? Mm-hmm. Is that how long it was that you clocked it? I think so. You went a really long time the first time. You were with me the whole time. I know, but I can't remember because I've so did we did it, so it for eight minutes, and then we went into the hot hot one again. Hot one, yeah. And I felt so stressed out in the hotter water. I felt a lot more stress. I felt anxious. I felt it was fine. It was not like get me out of here. So I just felt different. Yeah, I think the heat makes people angry. I wasn't. It was not. I was not any of those heightened senses. I just felt a little more of each of those things. You know what I mean? So I wasn't like angry, but I felt a little more like on edge. Maybe. Okay. I don't, I don't know what the right word is. I'll have to search for it some other time, but some other time I'll come back to that. I was not calm. Right. Right. And it was like, there's something magical about the cold where that stillness, right? It's like a stillness. Yes. I don't know. It just, I felt 
peaceful. Yeah. Pete, that's the word. I did not feel at peace in the the heat. I felt fine. I loved our conversations. I enjoyed the company. It was great. But I found myself craving that cold water. That's so crazy. It was wild. So then I we went in again. Yeah. And we stayed in for five minutes. Mm-hmm. And then we went back in the warm pool. And then I wanted to go back in. Right. And then I did it alone for five minutes. Yeah. It was ama- It was the most amazing thing. I cannot stop thinking about it. I cannot wait to go back. Yeah. I don't know that I'll do it there. So, like I want to find a place around here so I can go do have, that again. Yeah. They have places like Optimize Me. And- because it was so amazing. I don't know how much it costs, but we'll just wait until we'll do it in the winter together. I can't wait to do it with you. I, I can't wait that long though. I can't, I, I need to do it again. <laughs> well, you can do it again. I'm just saying we'll do it together yeah, when we I know. have we'll it for do it free again, in for our sure. pools. Yes. hundred percent. I'm there. But when I, I get out of the water in the winter, I am like, I am a badass. I can fucking do anything. Yes. I always like throw my arms up and, and like I'm a like, warrior. I'm like, yeah, like a, yes. Like a bikey. Yes. I feel, yeah. I say something like, what do I say? I used to say something like, I'm strong or something. Yeah. Maybe I do say I'm, I'm a warrior. Badass. Maybe I'm aware. I say I'm a badass. I, do I don't anything. know what I'm, I say, but I say something because I'm like, yeah. you got to freaking celebrate your wins. But also like there's something mm-hmm. about it that is empowering. Literally, I feel like I could do anything. Yes. <laughs> I still feel yes. like I can do anything after that. <laughs> Just because I'm doing it once. Yeah. yeah well, I, they say you need to do 11 minutes a week. And I think I did yeah. like 18 minutes total or something. So like the that. research so shows to get the benefits, you want to do it about 11 minutes total a week. But the hot mixed with the cold is where you would get a lot of benefits. And I don't yeah. know about the hot tub. I think the research was on saunas, but maybe there was hot tub. I don't know. So I don't well, know if that's yeah. the same, but I will say this. Doing the cold plunges is absolutely beneficial. It is a good stress up into mm-hmm. a point. You can go overboard. And I was telling Amanda, I did it too long and you can get this thing called the chill and you cannot get warm. And that is not good for you. It is actually probably dangerous. Um, so don't go well, overboard. There was an instructor there that said, when you are doing the cold plunge, your goal for the first time ever should be to take 15 deep breaths, like in through your nose, out through your mouth. The first time you get deep, in. Yes. Yeah. And then if you and, can do that, then you can then get out. That's good enough. Okay. And then try to increase it each time that thereafter. you get in. But they do it like four times. Then they go the around time. four times. Yeah. yeah. So, but here's the other thing with Wim Hof, he is all about the breath. Mm-hmm. And the breath is connected to spirit. I don't know what you want to say. It's connected to something of the other world. Obviously, we come into this world with our first breath and we leave it with our last. So, mm-hmm. the breath is very important and it's helpful for yeah. meditation and it's helpful for de stressing. And controlling your breath is hard. But when you're in the cold plunge, mm-hmm. you're immediate response is to breathe fast because your body just does it right it's cold it's, as hell and you're like right Ugh. so your heart races your breath is fast but you you slow your breathing down your heart rate drops mm-hmm. you get to that peaceful moment and Wim Hof teaches like his own breathing method so if anybody's interested look him up he will go over what he does I don't know exactly what he does he actually does breathing stuff before he gets in so hmm. I think that I know Austin my husband has also done cold plunges and he does that before he gets in and he says it helps him I don't I just go right in because I don't like to think about it too much. If I think about it, yeah, I don't want to go in. So I just go, you know. I just went because I followed you. Yeah, yeah. But I so don't know how people maybe I'll breathe that. next time. I don't know. Maybe some people need that. But the breathing is so important. And I think that that's where the magic happens really is the bre- the slowing down of the breath. Also your mind. And your mind. Well, it is. When you're yeah, telling yourself, mental. I yeah. can do this, then you can do it. Nothing's going to stop you. You're so powerful. You can do anything you want to do. Right. right? The mind Just is do so it. powerful. It really, really yeah, is. It is. You have to believe in yourself to right. get it done, right? Like I, I don't know. That was right. a big, meaningful thing for me. You have told me for a long time, 
the how amazing of cold plunges. And I was like, yep, totally. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're like, you should do it. You should do it. Yeah. I literally hate being cold. Yeah. Me too. And I hate cold water more than anything. I have not even gone into the pool in our our backyard yet. It's 106 outside. I'm like, (laughs) nope, still too chilly for me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the same. I like that. I know. I don't like it. But there was something that made me feel so alive by doing that. I was like facing my fear. Yeah. It was telling myself I could do something that I didn't think I could. Right. And it was kicking ass and staying in there for as long as I did and then feeling and working on my breath and just like nothing else mattered. It was so amazing. It was the most it's incredible so cool. feeling I've ever had in my entire life. I so magical, but it is. So if any of you are thinking of doing that, do it. Yes, you, you should. You can do it. Your mind is powerful. You can do anything. You should. And mm-hmm. even if you hate it, make yourself do it. But we inspired people. Sure. We did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the women. There was a couple the, women that are like, nope, there was a couple women that are like, we can't do it. And we're like, yeah, you yeah, can. You, you can. got there. do it. And then they did it. And they watched us do it. And then they did. They She did, did get it. in that one yeah, chick. She yeah. did get it in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It I was great. It. What a fun weekend we had. Best weekend. <laughs> So I highly recommend if you're thinking about doing a summer reset and honestly, moms, maybe even like in May for like Mother's Day that they should just get a spa weekend where they like get ready for summer, you yeah. know, and mm-hmm. just a get mom ready. reset. Yeah, like a mom reset, but just getting ready. I mean, I'm sure this, the spas are packed on that weekend, but it could be any any day, really. Well, it could just be a gift, a Mother's Day gift. Yeah. And you can go the next weekend. Even better. We didn't even go. Better. We went in the first weekend in June and it was awesome and empowering and eye-opening. So what are your takeaways from this weekend? I am ready to nail this summer epic challenge. I came home last night or yesterday afternoon and I felt joy for the first time in a really long time. I did not feel scared. You did? Yeah. And I think- Didn't we talk about like, does joy mean- Yeah. Is there a difference between joy and happiness? And I, so my takeaway was, um, yeah, I was, I felt lost and scared and unsure. I was going through something. I think moms in general go through that from time to time, maybe a little depression. I don't know. I was just going through a lot of different motions and highs and lows. Yeah. Highs and lows. I was in a low place and I left feeling like I can do anything. And I came home and I felt joy. And I spent the whole afternoon with my family. No one fought. Everybody got along. Everybody was loving and kind to one another. Today was day one of our epic summer challenge. And every single person in this family has checked every box with happiness. There's been no fighting. There has Nailed been no. It. And I think it's because of me. Like not, not the, totally. Like, no. I, no, but it's no, like my tone, saying. the tone that I'm setting. It's this happiness, this like centered. It's the way that I'm talking to them. There's no sharpness in my voice. It's just talking to them with kindness and love, which I don't think I've been doing a good job of lately. Yeah. So this is everything I needed and more. I'm also really excited that this was like step one towards my goal of getting to Bali. Yeah. Now I know I can do it. And I'm like on that road and I'm so excited Yay. to like make my inner Bali goddess. <laughs> My outer Bali goddess. <laughs> well, that's amazing. And I think that that's great that you came home so ready to like, tackle this. Yeah. And how cool that you started it and you're off to a good start. That's awesome. I'm uh, yeah. so happy for you. Thank you. I So my takeaway would have to be this. So I came home to a different scenario at my house. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. There's a little bit of chaos going on, but that's okay. That happens. And I drove home stressed and couldn't wait to get home. I got home and things were okay, but I did not have the same <laughs> joy that Amanda had. However, I 
did feel good leaving and I did feel like I took away things that I had learned and I wanted to implement at home. And I tried really hard to come from a place of empathy and understanding instead of the natural one for me would be to just be stressed and overreact and be upset and go right to anger. So I did take that step back and I was intentional Yes, because that was one of the words that I really stuck with me this weekend. And I tried to be intentional about how I was acting, how I was responding. I tried really hard to be present. I came home and hugged all of my kids really hard and was just so happy to see them. And then my husband and I spent some time together. We, he was, he's been watching Manifest, the Mm -hmm. show Manifest. And it was the last like episode and I had started it with him and then I stopped watching it because I get bored really easy of everything in the world. I get bored easy. So I stopped watching it and he had to see the ending and I was just basically in the room to spend time with him, but I didn't really care. But then I started watching the end and I don't want to ruin it for anybody because it is kind of like a mystery of what is going on with them. But basically these people have like a second chance at life. And so I am always thinking about how lucky I am to be alive I have a brother who passed away at a young age unexpectedly. So I know what it's like to have life taken from somebody and they don't get to live the life that they want to live. And I want to be intentional about how I talk to people and the moments that I get to have. And I don't want life to go by so fast because I feel like we always have these moments of all of a sudden it's the school year's over and all of a sudden my kids are taller than me. And all of a sudden my, like it just happens. And I don't think we can stop that or slow it down. I know that we can't stop time, obviously, but you do get caught up in life Mm -hmm. and what you're doing and what you're going through. And it just, you lose those things. Like it's just normal. So I almost feel like we need these moments of like resetting totally, so that we can come back to that because it gets so, it's so easy to lose it, you know? So at the end or after watching this and realizing like, I need to be appreciative and grateful for my family. We're all here. We're all alive. We're all healthy. Those, there's always those moments where you just have to appreciate. I'm super stressed. I've never been so stressed out in my life, actually, I think. And I've never been more of an adult than I am right now. And I hate it. I don't want to be an adult. I don't want to deal with adult problems. And coming home from that, I wasn't happy. I didn't feel like I was like joyful like you were. And I didn't feel like I had like fixed anything, but I knew that I had to be different. And I think what I'm saying is how you came home and you said how you were talking to your kids different and that, you know, the whole happy wife, happy life that it doesn't just trickle down to like happy husband. It's also then your kids are happy. Like I think the energy the dog is happy. <laughs> the birds are happier. Everyone like, is happy. Mom needs to be yeah. happy. And if mom's not happy and we always put ourselves last. Mm-hmm. So it's like a conundrum. Like how do you yeah. make mom happy when mom's the one doing everything or mom's the one not doing what she needs to do for herself? Like I think we just as moms need to really focus on putting ourselves first and mm-hmm. not in a selfish way, but in no. a way that that reflects that actually selfless way. It really is. I learned that this weekend. Yeah. Because you have to put yourself first. Right. If you are not happy, nothing is going to be happy around you. Right. And it's not we deserve it because we're selfish people. It's it's more like the whole family dynamic changes mm-hmm. when we are happy right. and we are filling our own cup. And that's taking care of ourselves. Right. Yeah. Right. So my takeaway was being appreciative for what I have because I am yeah. super grateful for all the things that I have in my life. It's just hard <laughs> get emotional. I don't want to get emotional. Sometimes we cry. It's hard to be appreciative of the things that you have when you are so stressed out. Yeah. It just really is. Like, I just want 
all the hard stuff to go away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a little kid again where I just go to my mom and she fixes it, you know? Yes, me too. And I can't do that. I'm the mom. <laughs> I'm the mom now. So yeah, I have to be the one that fixes it. But I think that I needed this weekend when I didn't know that I needed this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, I don't think that I can tackle everything all at once, but I do feel more empowered to do those things. Yeah. So that's all you need. Just yeah. chip away at it. Yeah. But now you have the power to do it. I'm really proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you I too. Think you're amazing. I think we had a, um, an amazing weekend together and I'm so grateful for you and I appreciate you so much. I love you so much and I appreciate you too. And I'll never forget this as long as I live. It'll oh, be it's like a mini Bali. My, my memory. <laughs> a mini Bali. A mini Bali. We'll get there. You'll come with me. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Serena and <laughs> Do I need an Nina's. avatar? <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I just wanted to make you laugh. (laughs) I am not Serena and Venus. (laughs) All right. We'll be be other people to be continued on that one. Well, we hope that helped you all. Yeah. And if you can't get to a wellness resort, that's okay. Start with something. Hopefully we gave you something good to start with. It doesn't have to be all of the things. It doesn't have to look like ours. It could be different. You know, whatever that is for you, whatever you need, it could be whatever you need. Whatever you need. Just just, take the time to, to... Discover that for yourself, I think is the most important part. Right. And if you don't know what it is, journal about it. Journal. The journal (laughs) will tell you. Put some Ed Sheeran on and start writing. Just start writing. See what happens. (laughs) Music is life. I'm telling you. Yeah. You do love music. I love music. It's so good. Music does help. It does. Yeah. It's not my go-to, but every time I I do listen to it to get chores done or anything, it does always Mm -hmm. help stuff get better. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for until next time. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.